Welcome to Small Business Big Network, the podcast for small business owners who want big results from their networking. I'm Liz Drury, a freelance voiceover artist who knows that if you're not working, then networking could help. Faye Dicker is a voiceover artist and founder of Freelance Mum, a child-friendly network that started in Bristol but is now spreading across the country. Thank you very much for being my podcast guest today, Faye. Good morning. Well, it's lovely to be here. Thanks very much for inviting me. It's great to chat to another voiceover artist, um, partly because I know that your sound quality is going to be excellent. (laughs) (laughs) Ironically, wasn't it, that we started with a little bit of the obligatory jiggery-pokery. Oh, hang on, you're coming out my mic. That's not the right microphone. (laughs) Yes, always, always, every time. But we're here, we're We're pros. It sounds lovely. So how long have you been in the voiceover industry? Do you know, I thought, I bet she's going to ask that question. <laughs> I'd better see if I can come up with an answer. I think I've been in the voiceover industry, specifically voiceover, for 15 years. Um, but the reason I sound a bit murky is because actually I've always been involved, ensconced in some way in media mm. Um I started out in acting when I was about 14 and got my um, equity card when it was a thing when I was 16. Um, And then I went off, got a degree in theatre and from there, television production, radio presenting until making my way into voiceover. And I have subbed that right down. There's obviously, you know, Mm -hmm. elongated versions of that story within different pockets of it. But it's why I always hesitate a bit because I'm like, now when did I actually kind of officially go out? But I think it was a good 15 years ago when I was like, right, I'm going to go and get the equipment. I'm going to set up a studio and that is the thing I am going to do. Yeah, I'm a little bit the same. I mean, I, I came to voiceover from very local television, but I had a big gap. So I did voiceover work at the TV station, had a big gap, had children, all the rest of it. Um, So that was kind of 20 years ago and then came Mm. back to it more like nine years ago. And that's when I got my own studio and set up. So, yeah, I'm kind of a bit the same, a bit murky. Yeah, it's funny. Yeah, to to actually put a date on it feels quite hard because it's like, well, I think I was kind of always there. But when I actually, if you're going to define that moment it probably is the moment where I thought, yes, okay, let's make that studio and and have ISDN put in, you know. (laughs) And I suppose that was a defining moment then because it's like, I'm going to commit to this quarterly bill. Therefore, (laughs) I am a voiceover artist. It's funny. Now, as as you and I both know, voiceover is actually a vast genre. So what kind of voiceover work do do you do? I tend to do... um, corporate and broadcast which in itself is also quite wide mm. um but it te- you know it used to be quite a lot of radio adverts that's not the same anymore um and you know the odd bit they'll get picked up and put on made a television advert i've done big national campaigns um in, in my time um it's the voice of matalan for ages which is wonderful <laughs> and the voice of jet too these are all you know great gigs to have um and also, gosh, oh, what was the one that always amused me? Uh, Leapfrog. Oh, yes. And Leap Reader, <laughs> which, which was always particularly entertaining, which was on the television at the same time as the girl. It was right, you know, my girl's prime target. And they'd yeah. sort of come running in and say, Mummy, 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 you're on the television. It's Leapfrog. Leap... Can we have one, please? <laughs> no. <laughs> I might be selling it to you in the lounge, but no, you're not having one. <laughs> you <know? laughs> 
Um, so that incorporate lots of, you know, explainers and how to's and so on and so on. Um, I recently did a very chunky uh, medical voiceover, which, God, oh, goodness me, you know, when a script comes in, you're like, oh, cripes, I'm having to Google nearly every single yeah. pronunciation. <laughs> this is a really hard script um so yeah you know those are typically just saying the words in a nice voice just you know just making making what could typically be quite a dry sounding script sound hopefully slightly more interesting yeah what what are your favorite things to do um i like it when you get a script that you can instantly engage with. I had a script the other day and actually it was in the thick of having just done this medical explainer that had been really hard work and I'd got to the end of it and was just like, oh, it was very hard to kind of get any pace or rhythm when you're, Mm. you know, you're having to check the pronunciation at least in every sentence. So that's very hard to get any kind of flow going. And then straight off the back of doing that, I was booked into another session and actually it was via my agent and it was a really really enjoyable session they put booked in masses of time and it was um, a short internal explainer and they had a really lovely team of people who knew what sounds they wanted had an idea and there was just plenty of time and it was only it was only a few lines and sure it may have only been and only, and I'm using that in, in inverted commas, only being an internal script. So there might not have been masses of people who got to hear it afterwards. But it was just a very enjoyable session because I, I instantly knew how they wanted that script being brought to life. So I, I think those are the ones that I enjoy. I quite, I quite like being directed, actually. Yes. And I like it when, I mean, I'm, I don't mind if I'm if it's left to my own interpretation because you often get a handle on you think, yeah, I, I know what they're after. But actually, I, I thoroughly relish working with other people and um and then just you know that them their creative input as well it just makes it a more enjoyable experience yeah and it's always great when the client actually knows what they want yes yes and you don't start getting those can you sound relax- relaxed but can you speed up a bit please yes you know and you're like oh uh, uh, i think so yes you know <laughs> and they clearly don't know what they want at all and or you know sometimes and i'm sure we've all done this um not just as voiceover artists but as freelancers altogether if someone comes in and they want a deal and you 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 know it's when you go against your instinct yeah. and you think Oh, all right, I'll do it. And those are the ones that bite you on the bottom. Yeah. Those are the ones that want another take. Those, and you just think, I should, I should trust my instinct on this one. I knew it was going to come back, and it blooming well did. Yeah. So yeah, <laughs> I think my favourite ever piece of direction was, that's great, but could you sound a bit more yellow? yes yes of course i can i know exactly what that means i know what yellow sounds like is that sallow is it slightly jaundiced is it cowardly or is it bright and vibrant and sunny yeah what what kind of yellow would you like me to be because i can be yellow i just need to know what yellow is to you and then i'll be it exactly brilliant love it yeah. So let, let's have a, ch- a chat about networking now, because as well as being a voiceover artist, you also run a network. How did that come about? Yes. Well, it came about of my own need, Liz, actually. So it's called Freelance Mum. And it was born of my own need of being a freelance voiceover artist, juggling 
um, motherhood around business. And mm-hmm. so I'd been a voiceover artist for, you know, and, and freelance, not just voiceover, but I'd been freelance for pretty much most of my working life. And then suddenly, you know, motherhood came along and that that was great. But what I couldn't find was a place for fellow mums like me. And by the way, I say mum, it's my default word. Dads are well and truly welcome. So if you can just kind of make that mental leap if you're listening to this. And um, I... And and so I, I found that you know you'd go onto the 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 baby circuits and a lot of the professional mums were um, had full time jobs so after about six months or a year whenever their maternity leave was up they'd gone um, which then left me with a sort of different group of mums and who were either stay at home mums or kind of weren't you know they might have something but they weren't necessarily that passionate about it and that was all of these things are fine it doesn't matter what motherhood is to you or what work is to you mm. but what I was struggling with was to identify with someone else who was like me who was trying to run their own business and trying to also be a mother. And you have this kind of image in your head when you have your children of what you think motherhood's going to mm-hmm. look like. And then reality comes along <laughs> um, in the form of, you, you know, screaming children and actually trying to record a session while that child is napping and so on and so on. And I just thought, I cannot be the only person out there who's doing this. Mm. Um, Be it that I might be one of a few voiceover artists, but there must be other people like me. Um, And so initially, somewhat ironically, Freelance Mum started as a podcast. And that was just because I I didn't quite know what I was trying to do, but Mm. I knew that I was a communicator. So I was going out and I was interviewing fellow mums in business. But the turning point actually came when I had my second daughter, Suki. Um, and there, so then I had a toddler and a baby. And I thought, actually, what we really want is the face-to-face stuff. And we, I've pivoted again since then, but I'll just give you the mm-hmm. how it was born. Um, and I decided to launch a network, a, a ch- child-friendly networking for mums in business, where you could come along, you could network, you could bring your children um, and you know, just because you had your child didn't mean to say that you were any less a business person or a Mm. freelancer and that you couldn't have a conversation. And I was, I felt quite adamant that actually, you know, you just because you were holding your baby or dealing with a toddler didn't mean to say you couldn't have that, you didn't still have that business business part of your brain. In fact, Mm. you were probably craving it. So I created this, this space, this environment where people could come along and network and bring their children. And it just took off. I suppose... In the same way that you see buggy fit or things like that now, um, where you could go and do a fitness class with your baby. It was like that. Um, And it was an instant hit and a very strong, well, it was only running in Bristol. And it ran in Bristol um, and still runs in Bristol and has done for the last uh, eight years. Mm. I mean, the measure of which is my daughter, Suki, my youngest daughter, who is eight. And I look and I think... I actually can't believe that <laughs> I launched that first one when you were a babe in arms. And I was just so, I think something happens in your brain when you have children and you sort of go into this weird kind of overdrive or there's this sort of like creative thing that mm. happens and you're like spurred on to do something in a way that you've never done it before. Um, and goodness only knows, I mean, I was so sleep deprived. But I was just <laughs> convinced that this, there was a need and I couldn't possibly be the only one. Um and it was lo- and it launched. Um, yeah, and do you want me to t- tell you what happened then in the? Because then, then the pivot 
came during COVID of when course, actually, yes. Okay, well, so, so, it, so it went. You know, uh, Liz, it had been running for seven years and it was hugely successful in Bristol. Um, we ran, we met twice a month. We always had a network. That was always a key feature. I recognised that mums needed to. It was much easier to talk when you had, uh, you know, when you're outside. And when the toddlers are strapped was in, yes, completely <laughs> strapped in or on their scooter or whatever there is that they're doing. You know, it was far easier to talk when you were networking. But then we'd go back to a church hall and we'd have a guest speaker and we'd have craft for the little ones and you know you could have coffee and cake and really well. And all of this was going hugely successfully. But what was actually happening, if I'm completely honest, was I was actually dying a little bit on the inside because <laughs> I was thinking I am so tired now and this isn't sustainable Mm. um because for every meeting and I want you to picture this and I'm sure you can I was I was loading up my van I was taking the amp I was taking the microphones I was taking the craft and the coffee and the cakes and I was lining up a guest speaker and you know then it was an all singing all dancing event and everyone was saying Faye you know you've got to you've got to make this you've got to scale up you've got to make this nationwide mm. and I was thinking well I can see that but who else is going to run this but me yeah because yeah. it's so labor intensive I had made one really good decision um prior to lockdown and I had put it on a um I'd stopped it making pay as you go and I'd made it membership so it's very simple I always wanted it to be um I wanted to be inclusive so that it didn't matter at what point you were in your career, um, you could always afford it. So it's £15 a month. Mm-hmm. Um, because I know what it's like, especially when you're at the early days of, of motherhood or business, whichever way it is, and you're strapped for cash, but actually you really need that yeah. network. So I've yeah. never wanted money to be a barrier. Um, but pay-as-you-go didn't work because people would say they'd come and they couldn't come yeah. and I still had my same costs. Yes. And, you know, if I was lucky, I might make £65, um, you know, and it's just... Yeah. How how could I do it? Um, but the other thing that I had alongside the networking events was this amazing online community called The Mothership, which was a Facebook group with daily face uh, questions and just a very, very supportive, understanding, focused community. Um, and then we went into lockdown and we all remember that day. Mm-hmm. And I, as I suppose a leader within my community, um, I remember going in and just posting the question, what do we want? You know, because uh, of course we could have all gone on to Zoom and just replicated the meetings, yeah. but I didn't feel quite right. And one of the things that I put out was, do we want a weekly coffee morning? And everyone said, yes, 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 yes. So I launched this weekly coffee morning. It took place, it takes place every Wednesday uh, at half past 10 and 45 minutes. And it just became... I think a real salvation during lockdown. Mm. You know, everyone had this date where they could go in and like, nope, I've got my coffee morning, I'm sorry. You know, you can deal with the children. Mm -hmm. Um, And it was just this sort of safe space where we could talk business, we could talk shop, we could just quite simply have a little weep if we needed to during lockdown, you know. But actually, it became very, very apparent that this was the way forward. This Mm. wasn't just for lockdown. This was firmly part of the offering. Yeah, And then when we could gently start to meet again um, and we could meet but only outdoors, I was like, well, that's great. We've always had the network. We'll do the network. And suddenly I had that, that moment, that epiphany where I was like, I can scale up. I can do it. If we can have networks all across the country, we can people can host the networks wherever they live. Yeah. But we can all come together once a week on our coffee morning. Yes. And suddenly I had it. Um, and 
I actually am looking at the award now. I actually won the COVID-19 Success Story Award with Ipsy. <laughs> because of us, you know, and I say it because I, I kind of say it almost to myself as a, Faye, look at what you've done, yeah. you know, in less, it was only a year ago that I launched these hubs across the country. Yeah. And, you know, you, it's those little pinch yourself moments. Mm. And I, I remember sort of sending out um, an email to my my mailing list and saying, look, would you like to be a freelance mum fairy? Would you like to host a hub? And just thinking, well, I don't know who's going to apply, yeah. but I've, I've had an idea. Let's just see. And I had, I suddenly had a reply from someone who um, had gone to a, net, a, a networking event, a network in Bristol, had since moved to Winchester and said, I'd absolutely love to, Faye, you know, what do I do? And I was a bit like, well, I don't really know. I'm making it up as I go along a bit, if I'm honest. But, you know, if you don't mind rolling with me. And from that, she hosted a network and someone went to the network and loved it so much. She said, well, could I host one in Southampton? So then we launched one in Southampton. And now, less than a year on, I've got net, I've got hubs in Winchester, Southampton, North Somerset, Somerset, South Devon and Bristol. So I've suddenly got six hubs. Um with week, with, they all have a monthly night walk. We all meet together for a weekly coffee morning and we've all got the strength of the community in the mothership. So I do pinch myself a bit that actually from this sleep-deprived mother <laughs> eight years ago on a bit of a mission, I'm, I now have these hubs. It's, yeah, it, it, I, it is a COVID success story and yes. I'm really proud of myself. Yeah, so yeah. It's, it's brilliant. So I guess you, you've, you don't do the kind of church hall thing anymore. Is that completely gone now? Yeah, those days are gone. And um, it, it was a weird moment because there was a point when we were trying to, we don't network. I sort of, Sometimes I say we don't network with roofs anymore. You know, we, we used to, there was a point in lockdown and I'm sure you can remember it was sort of in between the tiers where it was like, right, okay, you can, I was, remember doing all the health and safety risks and desperately trying to get us back into these church halls. But I kind of knew in my heart that wasn't going to happen. Mm. I almost don't know why I was doing it. I kind of felt as though I had to just see. And then, all the restrictions were changing again. And it was really evident that we just weren't going to. But I also knew that that was old freelance mum and that it was no longer there, you know. A bit is in the same way, this might sound a bit odd, but I can remember remember having my children and and you finally finishing breastfeeding and thinking, brilliant, I can put back on my normal clothes, I don't have to think (laughs) about this anymore. And going to my, reaching to my old wardrobe, but putting it on and thinking, but that's not me. Mm. And I was dying to wear those clothes again, but actually that was no longer me, I've I've moved on. It was that kind of moment where you're like, that's not me anymore, actually. I, I was trying to force something, but it wasn't me. And actually this business has pivoted. And and we're, no, we're not going to network in halls. We're going to network and we're going to be outside, whatever the weather. And there was also that big realise. I mean, I don't know about you, Liz, but I'm, I've always been a big believer in being outdoors. But I think that actually as a society, we during lockdown, we realised even more so the importance of being yeah. outside. Yeah. And it sort of became this, no, it's really important for us to network and to be outside and to have that fresh air and fresh thinking, whatever the weather. Um, and if we get rained on, that's fine as well because it just makes you feel a bit more alive. So, <laughs> and it does, doesn't it? Yeah. You know. <laughs> so, how many people do you typically get coming to your networks? Um, that's a really great question. And um, we get, so let me think, in Bristol, because each hub's slightly different. Yeah. And that's also kind of what I like about it. So, I give people the format, they all take a certain format. But 
obviously every hub is going to have its own signature because it's mm. run by a different person. So in North Somerset, which is, you know, it's a sort of neighbours with Bristol a bit, really. Funnily enough, um, at the moment, that's our most popular hub and you get sort of 18, 20 there, oh, wow. um, and which is great. Yeah, really yeah. big numbers. And they go for these walks, you know, by the sea. And oh no, in fact, it doesn't even have to be a particularly wild day. It's always <laughs> a bit of a microclimate in, in North Somerset. It's always a bit gusty. <laughs> and they then go off and have a drink in the pub afterwards, um, which is, you know, that's great. That's part of their signature. Bristol, we sort of get around 10. But I think at the moment, because everyone's so super excited about North Somerset, they're going off to visit their hub which is fine I love it I love the fact that if you can't make one hub you can go to as many as you like um Winchester and Southampton they've got about yeah 10 that sort of number and Somerset and South Devon are our newer and slightly smaller hubs and they have around sort of I don't know between five and ten so you know a decent size yeah and I've always said with freelance mum you can come and try it for free for 30 days and then yeah. after that if you like it become a member so it's it, the number fluctuates a bit because you might have people come in on their taster um and and yeah but the mem in terms of members we've probably got around 70 members as a whole now yeah and how far are the walks generally the walks are, they're sort of between, it's hard to define in terms of miles because it's more like, we do it more in minutes. Yes. Um, and it's more sort of like 40 to 50. And we say we walk at the pace of the slowest toddler. Yeah. Um, so it is a mosey, um, really. And we meet, we always have an icebreaker, which is just a little activity to kind of get you focused. Um, I always, sorry, I can hear my, I'm going to move back, I can hear my twanging on my microphone there. It's my <laughs> arm, it's very unprofessional. Um, and then I give focus questions um, at three points in the walk so mm. that you can, I don't want it to be that the default conversation becomes about motherhood um, because that's a very easy default conversation. Mm -hmm. Actually, I do want to make sure that we stay on track and we stay business focused. Yeah. Um, and then we always have a moment where we do some, we do an activity which is business focused in some way. Um and that's sometimes you know, in, in Bristol, for example, we sit out, we bring picnic mats and we sit outside. But if it's tipping it down, there's a cafe we can go to. And uh, I always have a five minutes with slot so a member can talk about themselves for five minutes. Um, and then we always have a slot at the end called share the moments. So you have one moment to do whatever you want to do on social media or take photos to share later on social mm. media. Because um, I recognise that you, you know what it's like when you run your own business. You often have days of the week where you're like, oh, what can I put out there? Yeah. I don't know what to say. <laughs> so I'm like, let's just take some photos. You don't have to put it up now. Put it up in the week. You don't even have to reference three months, mum, if you don't want to. It's just about try and create something that you might might be useful for your social media feed later on in the week. Um, so do it unapologetically. Pick up your phone. Take photos. Do whatever you need to do. You've got a whole minute to indulge. Um, and it's, it's quite a nice thing to do, actually, to say. Oh, and I always caveat that with, and by the way, if you just want to check your phones because you've got a funny niggle and you kind of want to, you, you're expecting an email, here's one minute to unapologetically check your phone. That's fine. I get it. I really, really, truly do. So just pick up your phone and do what you need to do for a minute. Oh, yeah. I think that's a really good idea. And what kind of businesses are represented in your group? We tend to have a lot of creatives, but we also have um, non-creatives as well. So we've got bookkeepers um, and accountants and mortgage brokers, um, but we also have a lot of graphic designers and web designers and photographers and um, artists. Um, what else have we got? I'm just thinking we've got a lovely artist, two, two lovely artists actually, um, Gina, Gina Belford. She's a wonderful artist. There's another artist called Ruth Bradford and she's got the little black and white project and she, de she designs lots of lovely black and white 
picture books for children because mm. they see particularly well black and white in, in babies in those very yes, early days. Yeah. So lots of beautiful range of black and white books. Um, lots of uh, like web hosting, web designers. But the thing that I love about Freelance Mum is it's got to be one of the most supportive communities ever. And I always use the example of... Um, the graphic designers in particular, I always think they're great. So if someone ever posts and says, oh, um, I'm after a graphic designer, um, it, you know, any su- any suggestions, I'll always tag a couple of graphic designers. And then someone will say, oh, and, and you forgot this one as well. And it's the graphic designers tagging each other. <laughs> and they're always saying, oh, don't forget these as well. And this is my work, but you also might want to look at this person here. And, there's, and I just think that's what's so wonderful. It's yeah. so, it's almost like this, subgroup of people in fact the graphic designers I believe even set up their own separate whatsapp group so they can help when it comes to quoting for a third something Mm. or supporting each other you know it's like that's got to be the name of the game hasn't it that we all support each other much like voiceover work Liz I just you know we're both voiceover artists but not everyone's going to want me and not everyone's going to want you and hopefully we can refer work and support each other and you know and and surely that's the name of the game absolutely yeah collaboration over competition every time yes yeah absolutely yeah so how has running this network impacted your own business because it must have taken up a lot of your time Faye Oh, definitely. Yeah, definitely, definitely. And in the the earlier, and it still does. I mean, in the early days, it, it did. And I, I think in the early days, I kind of look back at myself and think, oh, gosh, Faye, you were so tired. And you didn't really, you know, and I spent all my flipping maternity pay on a website. And I wouldn't make that mistake again, you know, really. But it was very hard when you're in the early days of something and you're onto something, but you don't quite know what. Mm. You're, you're not really going to listen to anyone. And you just have to learn, don't you? And you have to learn yeah. by your mistakes. But I spent a fortune on websites that were almost instantly out of date and didn't need to be what they had designed and mm-hmm. the idea was growing and evolving and I couldn't possibly have seen that then yeah. um, or known that um, and also I suppose in the early days as well voiceover was much much more um, busy and I don't know how I did it really busy but more busy with radio work which as you'll, you'll know Liz um, those are really good fun lots yeah. of commercials come in and they're really quite easy to fit in especially when you're you know you've got your time poor but I could very quickly record a, a voiceover campaign and it would become a national campaign it would pay lots of money you know thousands of mm-hmm. pounds which was wonderful um, and allowed me the freedom to be able to focus on freelance mum but also still contribute to a household and the voiceover industry has changed as well mm-hmm. um, and there's still definitely work out there but it's not what it was and and that's forced me to focus a bit more and not be so what's the word I I mean I I suppose it gave me in the early days when there was more voiceover work available it gave me more opportunity to focus on freelance mum but now I'm like okay Faye don't forget that you're also a voiceover artist (laughs) and you need to put yourself out there as well um and that and that's that's very important so I do try and position myself as um, Faye, voiceover artist and founder of Freelance Mum, because it's quite important that you, I keep both elements. Yes. Or, you, you know, that part of you will get forgotten and it's quite important that it remains. And also, that is, that's who I am. Yeah. I'm part of it. Yeah. yeah. So where do you hope that uh, the network will expand to next? 
Oh, that's a good question. So I'm currently having a conversation with someone who is on her taster and she's from Warrington, funnily enough. Ah. And she's come to the Coffee Mornings and she's interested in launching somewhere in Warrington. So we had a really good conversation last week about that. So it sounds as though, and that will be interesting because that's brand new. I mean, we've got quite a strong presence in the Southwest. Mm. Um, but we've, you know, we'd be starting completely from fresh if we went to Warrington. And that's great. And I think the thing that I've learned is that it takes much longer than I ever realised to launch a hub where I am, where I physically don't live. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, when I launched that first hub in Bristol, don't forget, first of all, I'd had that podcast that I'd started. Yeah. So I'd already kind of built relations. I'm from Bristol, so I've, I've got lots of contacts in Bristol. So when I launched my very first meeting, I got 15 effortlessly. We're talking eight years ago. Mm. Um but when you launch cold, where you've got no presence, it's much harder. It's probably just as well that I'm ignorant to these things, Liz. So, <laughs> you know, I blindly have launched six hubs in the last year. But it's probably just as well that I didn't know how hard it was going to be, because would I have done it? Mm. Probably, yes. But, you know, <laughs> I went in with my eyes wide closed um, and not, with nothing but enthusiasm to keep me going and sheer grit and, and determination, thinking, yes, this is going to work. And it has worked. So, But it'll be interesting if we launch in in Warrington it's interesting wherever I'm I've never said I've never sort of rightly or wrongly um sort of got a map and done research and the demographics and thought yes there we must go there it's always been people who have approached me and yeah. said oh I'd quite like to launch a hub here is you know what do you think and I'm always like yeah let's go for it let's make it work but I'm learning now um much more about okay how can we make it work how can we tweak it a bit where's the best place to put it you you, you know mm -hmm. like all these things we learn as we go along but yeah I think we may be going up north which would be good <laughs> sounds good to me so mm. finally then Faye if anyone listening is interested in either attending a network or hosting a network even um or finding you as a voiceover artist where's the best place to, to find you Faye Oh, well, you've asked a really good question there, haven't you, Liz? <laughs> Thank you very much. Um, yeah, well, check out freelancemum.co.uk and you'll find the details there. And there are two ways that you can um, find and try Freelance Mum. Can, come and check out also the, uh, our Facebook group, which is Freelance Mum the Mothership. Um, and if you've heard about it through this podcast, then let me know as well, because that'd be really lovely. Um, so, yeah, and you can start by check you know coming to a coffee morning or attending a, a network or if as Liz rightly said you know and there's not a network near you then again you just check out freelance mum and just drop me a line and we'll talk we'll talk about it you know come to a coffee morning see if you like the vibe um and similarly um if you if you're interested in using my voice um then have a look at faydicker.co.uk um because yeah it'd be lovely to record a voiceover if anyone's looking for me so yeah Lovely. Well, thank you very much, Faye. And uh, you've done wonders so far and it sounds like this is Aww. going to continue to grow. So best of luck for the future. Thank you, Liz. And it's been so lovely connecting. It's been a real joy to chat to you here, to see you at the One Voice conference earlier in the year and to just hear all your podcasts. So thank you very much. It's been a real, a real privilege to share my story with you. You're welcome. Thanks for listening to Small Business Big Network. If you found this podcast useful, please do rate, review and subscribe. And don't forget to share it with the rest of your network too.